Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, and welcome to the Love Life Connection podcast, a podcast for successful women who feel like they have it all except love. I'm your host, Veronica Grant, a love and life coach. And my only goal with this podcast is to inspire you to believe in yourself and that real love is possible for you, even in our swipe right, swipe left world. Hello, and welcome to episode number 340 of the Love Life Connection podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, I'm super excited to be back in your earbuds again this week. And today I've got a really great episode for you, which I'm super excited to dive into. I'm talking about comparison, jealousy, and how to stop thinking about your ex being happy. Now, the inspiration for this episode came from episode 337, which is from a few weeks ago, where my caller was really frustrated because her ex had moved on really quickly and was in a new relationship within a matter of days of their 12-year relationship ending. So you can imagine she had all sorts of emotions, anger, confusion, sadness, grief, to say the least. And because if she was feeling all of these things and comparing her ex to where she was in her love life, she even began to question, is love even possible for me? So of course, if you haven't listened to that episode, and that experience kind of feels resonant to you, or you can relate to some of it, of course, you'll really love that episode. But this episode is a continuation of that conversation. Now, if you haven't listened to episode 337, it's totally fine. This is a standalone episode. Just know that if you did relate to 337, This is going to be a really good follow up episode for you to listen to because it'll help you kind of hammer in some of those tools that you can implement to help with any kind of comparison or jealousy that you might feel. Before we get going, as always, please leave your ratings or reviews wherever you listen to this podcast. It really helps to organically grow the show. You know, I ask you all the time and I really, really appreciate your support in that. 
And the other final thing before we get into the meat of today's episode is that January is right around the corner, which means it's a time when a lot of people are like, hmm, okay, I really want to get this part of my life in gear. And so if that part of your life is your love life, and you really want to do some of the healing work, and then apply some of that healing work and the lessons that you learn to the outer work and have someone to support you as you navigate, whether it's online dating, meeting people in person, going through the dating process, growing a new relationship in the healthy, best possible foot kind of way, then I would love to connect with you about potentially working together. I work with clients on a one-to-one basis. It is my favorite way to work with clients because we can really just roll our sleeves up and get to work so that you can truly transform the way you approach your love life, the way you approach potential partners, the way you communicate, have boundaries, hold boundaries, all of those types of things. So if you're looking to do that this year, then head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash coaching. Now at the time of this recording, I don't know exactly my availability for January. I take on two to three new clients a month. It really just kind of depends on what's going on in the business, also my personal life. Um, But I start two to three new clients a month. And it's that small of a number because I really want to make sure that all of my clients have the support and the dedication in my eyes um, on their love life, you know, like they need. So I take on a small amount of clients at a time. Um, And so if you would like to learn more and discuss what coaching could look like and if it could help you in your love life, again, I would love to connect with you. So you'll go to veronicagrant.com forward slash coaching. There is a form to fill out there. You fill out that form. And once you click submit, it will forward you to my calendar where then you can book your introductory call with me. This introductory call is free and it is no obligation. It's really just an opportunity for us to get to know each other so that you can make the best decision possible. My goal for you by the end of our call is that you know that you're a yes or a no. One way or the other, you are off the fence. And then of course, you know, I like to get to know you just to make sure I can help you with the problems or the problems that you want me to help you with. However, most people listening to the show who are willing and ready and eager to do the inner work, specifically inner child work, are generally good fits. All right. So again, that link is veronicagrant.com forward slash coaching. Okay, so let's talk about comparison, jealousy, and how to stop thinking about your ex being happy. Um, Oh, and by the way, I'm releasing this episode just a few days before Christmas. So we're in the height of the holiday season. And I think obviously comparison and jealousy can happen any time of year, but there does seem to be something about this time of year where it can be extra heightened. And part of that I think is because whether we like it or not, it does tend to be engagement season and people post all sorts of things about their happy relationship or supposedly happy relationship on social media. So obviously that's going to be a big part of the conversation around comparison and jealousy is just limiting your exposure to that. I think that's a good rule to follow regardless of the time of year, but especially this time of year, because it really can be, you know, just really, really triggering. Even a few years ago, after I first had my baby, you know, I'm in a happy marriage, and I had a baby, which was, you know, something that I had wanted for a long time. I still found it triggering to see all these happy engagements or, I don't know, other happy things going on in other people's lives. Because at that point, two years ago, even though it was the holidays, I was still very much in the fourth trimester newborn phase. My life was not looking like how it used to look. 
I was not feeling great in my body, just a lot of things, even though it was really wonderful. I had my son who I wanted very much. It just still felt like really triggering to see all pe- all these people like living their life, like nothing changed. And I was like, fuck you. Um, obviously, they didn't do anything wrong, nor were they doing anything wrong. So whenever you need to take a break, even if it's from people that you love, and you generally love to follow them, whether it's a brand or your friend or a person that you kind of know, it is okay to take a break. It does not mean you're a bad person. It is not taking the high road, you know, to keep following them. If you need to protect yourself for your mental health, um, especially during a time of year that can be quite challenging, if you're not in the relationship status that you want to be in, then by all means, not that you need my permission, but I will give it if it helps you to, you know, look out for you and your mental health first. Okay, so let's get into comparison. First, you have to train yourself to stop going down this path. Now, Obviously, you might be thinking, okay, good one, Veronica, like Captain Obvious here. However, I just want to remind you that you're trained to compare, right? Because like, we have been so ingrained with marketing messages, right? Like, oh, you want to look like the woman who has no wrinkles, and she's super skinny, and she has really shiny white teeth. And so you want to buy whatever that thing is that that person who is looking like you want to look like or acting like how you want to act in your life or whatever, you're taught to compare like how you are to that person on the TV or the Facebook ad or whatever. And then, you know, buying into again, whatever that thing that they're selling is. So I just tell you this because your brain, not it's not wired to compare, although there probably is an argument there where, you know, we might compare just to, you know, find that semblance of love, safety or belonging in some sense and probably could. However, you can also train your brain to not go down that path. Now, it takes diligence, it takes work for sure. But one of my favorite things to do is if you go down to comparison and you're automatically then start nitpicking yourself like, well, I don't have this. How did that person get this? How did she get this? How does she have that? What's wrong with me? If that's where your brain starts to go, the first thing that you want to do is first just acknowledge it and notice it. If you don't notice it, if you can't acknowledge it, then it's really hard to change something, right? So just get in the practice of like, oh, there goes my brain again. There goes my you can, you can give it a name, you can call it your monkey brain, you can call it whatever you want, that's kind, and you don't call yourself a mean name, obviously. Um, but whatever you want to call it, like, oh, there goes my brain, it's just doing that comparison thing, that's what it does, that's what it's been trained to do, possibly there's an evolutionary component, who knows, but there, that's what it's doing, right? You're just being neutral about it, you're not making it a good thing, you're not making it a bad thing, you're just being neutral. Imagine you were doing like a focus group for like a marketing survey or something like that, and you were just watching how people you know, responded to various things, nothing's good or bad, you're just noticing. And that's what you want to do first. And this is again, this might feel like an obvious step. But a lot of times when we're so used to our brain doing a certain thing or a certain thought pattern going on, you don't even notice it. And to be honest, this is a huge benefit of working with the coach, because sometimes my clients will you know, begin to go into their monkey brain or rabbit brain, whatever you want to call it. And they'll start being really hard on themselves. And they don't even realize it until I point it out because they're so, so used to it. So again, just a little plug for coaching, but that is certainly a benefit because like I notice my clients when they're doing it and I can call them out on it, not to like call them out in like an a gotcha kind of way, but hey, let's notice this so that you can shift it. But you can train yourself to do that yourself as well. So once you catch it, then you have to be really kind to yourself. 
Because if you then beat yourself up for comparing yourself, then you kind of make yourself feel more crappy. And then you're more likely to be in a mental state where you are more susceptible to some of the harmful comparisons that you might be making. So you're just really kind to yourself. Because remember, the part of you that's comparing yourself to someone else or something else, or whether it's a person you know, an ex, whoever, there's a part of you that's obviously longing for something that other person has. And we'll talk about jealousy in just a few minutes. It's, it's similar to comparison for sure, but there's some specific things that I want to talk about with jealousy. There's a part of you that's longing for something and you don't have it because if you did have it, you wouldn't be comparing yourself to this person, right? And so I want you to have compassion for yourself because if you approach this with like a, oh, I'm still a horrible person. Why am I comparing myself to my friend? Like, and I'm getting all these nasty thoughts or I'm being jealous towards them or I'm being envious. These aren't good feelings or good emotions or they're bad or whatever it is. And you actually make those thoughts a lot stronger. The more you try to suppress thoughts, the stronger they become. I know I've said this before to many clients. I can't remember said in the podcast before, but when I was doing my yoga teacher training several years ago, uh, part of that training was meditation training and teaching people how to meditate. And my teacher, she was very adamant on not using the words like stress or tension when I was leading a meditation, right? And it kind of makes sense. If I said something along the lines of like, feel your stress melt away. And this might be a common way people might hear a meditation. And for some people, it might work. That's great. But she really believed that if you talked about the tension or the stress or the anxiety that they might be feeling, even if you were telling them to let it melt away or whatever, the emphasis still might be on the big words, which is the tension, the stress, the anxiety, the thing that they're scared of, or the thing that they don't want anymore. And so then their mind just goes to that. And they're thinking about the stress or the tension or the anxiety that they didn't want to feel by taking your meditation or going to the yoga class or whatever it is. It's kind of like, you know, in just a moment, I'm going to tell you a word, but I don't want you to think of that word anymore after I say it. So I'm going to say the word apple, and I want you to stop thinking about an apple, right? All you can think about right now is like apple, 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 apple pie, apple crisp, apple tree, apple, whatever, right? And so the same thing is is true when it comes to any kind of thought that you have. The more you make something bad or wrong or trying to get rid of it, you only give it more power. The only way to truly work with a thought to let it go for good is to embrace it and work with it and understand why it's there. Have compassion for it. Have compassion for you. It's very, very similar to inner child work, actually. Just the way you might embrace your 10-year-old self, or your 8-year-old self who felt like she had to you know, act a certain way to get mom's attention or to get dad's love or whatever it is. It's very similar, right? Because the part of you that's comparing yourself to someone or something else, she needs something, right? And so it's very, very similar to inner child work. Now, once you catch it, and you become aware of it, and then you send that part of you some compassion, the next piece, this is my favorite thing, is to train your brain to say this. Awesome what I want exists. And I like having these little like mantras or affirmations that you can use to redirect your brain to, because I'm essentially telling you to not think or go down that old neural pathway that you used to go down, right? But you need another road to drive down instead, right? And so that road that I'm asking to drive down or that path that I'm asking your thoughts to take is awesome. What I want exists. And truly, This feels really simple, but it's actually really, really good news because if what you wanted didn't exist, 
Not that it would be impossible to have that thing, because of course there's been inventions and new things created all the time, but it would be a lot harder to get those things, right? And so if you're comparing yourself to your ex or your best friend or some woman that you don't really know, or maybe some woman from the internet or whatever, and she has what you want, whether it's a relationship or a job or a house or whatever, there's no reason why you couldn't have that as well. Now, I know we could totally nitpick that and you could really look at some like socioeconomic things. I get that. However, for the sake of this exercise and on a deeper level, I do think it's really helpful just to look at it from the perspective of like, cool, she has a partner. There's no reason why I can't have a healthy relationship. There's nothing special about her. She doesn't know any silver bullet, you know, kind of trick or something secret that I don't know. Right. She has it so I can have it, too. Okay, so that's comparison. Comparison is a close cousin to jealousy. Jealousy, I'm associating more with having some negative associations, like kind of like the green with envy kind of feeling. And I just want to start off by saying that everyone who's being honest with themselves have felt jealousy before. They have felt jealous towards some person from the internet that you don't even personally know. And everyone has felt jealous towards a friend who has something that they want that they don't have. Okay. So I want you to humanize yourself here rather than demonize yourself. You are normal. You are human. It is very, very normal to feel something, something uncomfortable, maybe something you don't want to feel when someone close to you or again, someone you don't even know has something that you want. So same thing with comparison, the part of you that feels jealous, that part of you just needs to feel love, right? That part of you that feels jealous, it might actually be associated with your inner child, it might actually be your 10 year old self, your 12 year old self, you know, depending on exactly what your core wounds or patterns are, it might not, but there's a really good chance that if you're having really strong emotions about someone else's you know, ability to be in a relationship or to meet someone or whatever it is, again, a good chance that there are some core wounds attached to it, which is even more reason to be super, super kind to yourself. Because if you're not, again, then that can just make the jealousy a lot stronger, you feel a lot more guilty about it. And then the whole thing just kind of cycles and spirals on itself. So here's one of my favorite tricks to handle jealousy. Let's say, just for the sake of example, you're jealous because either your ex or someone you know, let's talk about someone you know, let's say a friend, a friend got into a relationship and you want to be happy for, and maybe a part of you is happy for, but also part of you is like, what the fuck, right? Let's just be humans here, right? Okay. So you might be jealous of the fact that she met someone great and is in a great relationship. I want you to go a layer deeper and look at what is it you're really seeing in this person. Now you might be seeing the relationship and you might be thinking, damn, I really want a relationship too. And that sucks. I don't have it. That's fine. However, you don't have complete control when you meet someone, right? And in fact, you have about 50% control. (laughs) The other person has the other 50%, right? So by um, being jealous of a friend, meeting someone, you don't have complete control to then replicate that for yourself, again, because you only have 50% control. However, I want you to look at something that's a layer deeper that maybe contributed to her success in dating or being in a relationship. 
Now, part of you might be thinking, I wouldn't want to be in that kind of relationship. That relationship seems very toxic and they're always bickering. Okay, well then you don't need to be jealous of that relationship anymore, right? Because you want something different. But let's just say for the sake of this example that she truly is in a really wonderful relationship and the new partner just seems wonderful, right? So maybe when you peel back a layer, what you're really seeing when you're seeing her in this new relationship is you're seeing this attribute that she has where she's really able to just clearly and confidently share how she feels and she's able to assert herself and her boundaries and she communicates all of that wonderfully, right? Now, you actually have complete control of emulating that in your life right now. It might take some work, it might take some healing, but it's not like the relationship example where you only have 50% control over when you meet your person, When it comes to you around healing your patterns around people pleasing or, you know, not communicating your boundaries or whatever it is, or your feelings or whatever, you have complete control over that. Again, you might have to do some work. You might need to work with somebody to help you do that. You might need to like put a little bit elbow grease to make it happen, but it's not like there's anything else specifically standing in your way that someone else has you know, at least some part of the control of making it happen. And I find that when you begin to emulate what you admire on a deeper level about that person that accomplished that thing you want, the jealousy just melts away. You know, I'm not saying there's not still a longing or a yearning, but it just kind of melts away because you're building something within yourself and you're healing some things within yourself and you're getting better at some things within yourself. And that just feels so, so good. It's empowering. It helps boost your self-esteem, your confidence, your self-worth, all of the things. And you will get to benefit from that. Not to mention your ability to then be in a healthy relationship will benefit as well. I want to take a quick pause here to remind you that if you haven't already, you've got to block out. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. An hour on your calendar and check out my workshop, The Five-Step Strategy to Banish Anxiety and Overwhelm in Your Love Life, so you can attract a fulfilling partnership and live a life of purpose. It's completely free, and in the workshop, I break down exactly why you're in the dating pattern you're in, how to take the confidence you feel in the rest of your life and apply it to your dating life, and so much more. If you like my style, philosophy, and how I coach women on the show, this workshop will help you get started in your own deep work. 
And for those of you who want to understand the why behind what I do on the show, I even dig a bit into the science of love so you can start to see real change in your own love life. It's really all my best work in one place and you can access it right now. I strongly believe you don't have to spend years in therapy or read every dating self-help book to dramatically transform your love life. Grab your seat over at veronicagrant.com forward slash workshop. And now back to the show. Okay, so let's move on to the third part of today's episode, which is how to stop thinking about your ex being happy or comparing yourself to them and their new relationship or their happiness, or you know, how to not feel jealous of their relationship. Okay, so right off the bat, I just want to start with this. If you had an unhealthy or toxic relationship with your partner, or, you know, they were controlling or manipulative in any way, or just simply emotionally unavailable, there is an overwhelming chance that their new relationship is very similar to what your relationship was. It's probably not exactly the same because whoever this new partner is with them obviously has their own stuff, their own experience, their own patterns, et cetera, et cetera. However, your partner is going to probably show up in a very similar way. And I would strongly question if that relationship is anything you'd even want to be, you know, close to or have in your life at at all. Now, this really talks to the more logical, the, the rational thinking part of yourself. But I do think it is helpful to give yourself some comfort like that. Again, if your partner had any controlling tendencies, any kind of the toxic or just unhealthy kind of patterns that we've that we talked about without any kind of therapy or intentional work there's no reason to believe that they're capable of being in a healthy thriving growing deep connective relationship there's just no reason to believe that okay i know that's probably not going to solve the way you might be feeling outright, but I do hope that it provides a little bit of comfort. And then when your brain does start going down that path or creating scenarios or ruminating over their happiness or whatever, even just reminding yourself of this, like he hasn't done any work or your ex hasn't done any work, then again, like, and and this is, this is how I know this. And this is how you know this too. You listen to this podcast, which means you're pretty familiar with core wounding and inner child work. Now, if you're new to the show, you might not be as familiar. That's totally fine. But my goal of this show is to show you that we are all playing out old childhood stuff until we make the conscious decision to heal so that we don't play out those old things. You know that to be true for yourself, because again, if you've been listening to this show or you're a client or you've been coached by me on the show before, like you've seen it in your own life. You can see how your people-pleasing tendencies or your tendencies for certainty or your fears around abandonment, et cetera, show up in your adult relationships, specifically romantic relationships, but frankly, they can show up in any relationship. Your ex is a human too, right? Which means they also have their own patterns and core wounding and inner child stuff that they're playing out, right? And you know how hard it is, not hard as in rocket science, but just how much energy. That's a better way to put it. You know how much energy it takes to shift these things for you. And again, there's no reason to believe that 
your ex is able to just turn on a dime and all of a sudden be capable of being emotionally intimate and vulnerable and communicative and respect boundaries. Like there's just zero reason to believe that. Okay. Now, maybe your ex, it was actually a fine relationship. It just wasn't the right fit. And that's ultimately why it ended. Two people just, you know, ultimately fell out of love or just realized it wasn't right, whatever, maybe the timing, etc. So maybe your ex or your old relationship wasn't actually unhealthy. It was totally fine. It just wasn't the right fit or the timing is off or you wanted different things, whatever, right? Um, obviously, the what I just explained isn't really going to apply to you because they might be perfectly capable of being in a healthy relationship. And they might have also entered into a relationship days or weeks or months even after your relationship ended, and that can still be hurtful. So I'm talking to you now as well as to everyone else who can relate more to the unhealthy relationship scenario. Um, And this really gets to how we process and get over exes. I think in like dating culture and dating advice culture, we don't really talk enough about the two parts it takes to get over an ex. There's like this old kind of funny adage where to get over someone, you have to get under someone else. And it's kind of funny. I'm sure it's fun to do from time to time. However, it doesn't actually really help you move on. At best, it's a distraction for several days, several weeks, maybe if you're lucky, several months. But ultimately, the chicken's going to come home to roost, right? And you're going to be awoken to the feelings or the fears or the insecurities or whatever those core wounds are that that relationship unveiled for you. So when it comes to getting over an ex, there's two parts. I've talked about this a lot on the show and I can't talk about it enough because still so many people, so many women don't do the second part, which is so, so important. The first part of getting over an ex, you're probably familiar because we've probably been there at least once, but likely several times in your life. And that is the acute phase. That is the phase that sucks. That is the phase that there's really not a lot to do other than to just feel your feelings, be sad, be mad, be confused be whatever the feelings are that come up. You're human and you are going to feel all of those feelings, whether you like them or not. And it's best just to let them come up and let them do their thing as opposed to try to suppress them by getting someone under someone else or by, you know, Netflix or food or alcohol or whatever. I'm not saying those things are bad or you shouldn't do them. You just need to be able to have a relationship with them so that they're just adding joy to your life as opposed to like, this will help distract me from what I'm feeling. That's a whole other topic, though, for another episode, which I won't get too far into today. Where most women get stuck is the second part of getting over an ex. And that is the soul lessons, looking for the soul lessons. Now, this is the more spiritual, more soulful approach And I do think regardless of like how woo you consider yourself to be, I think you can make this phase as woo or as grounded and earth-like as you want. If nothing else, you are in a relationship, it ended, it sucks. Let's look at what you learned and then use that to move on, right? That would be the pretty like, you know, like the pretty non-spiritual way to look at it. I personally like to have a pretty spiritual look. Um, That's my personal preference. Of course, you know, you do what works best for you. 
if you want to take the more spiritual, the more soulful, I shouldn't say more soulful, more spiritual look at it, then you just look at yourself as, you know, a soul floating along this lifetime. And your ex was also a soul floating along this lifetime. And for whatever reason, you two came together, whether it was a one night stand or a 20 plus year marriage. And for that moment in time, however long this relationship lasted, you were soulmates. Not in the sense of like the Disney forever kind of soulmate, but in this soulmate sense where your souls were supposed to have that interaction, were supposed to cross paths for that moment in time. And you can use that in order to grow and heal whatever you're supposed to grow and heal in this lifetime. And so some questions to ask yourself is, what did I learn? What lessons revealed themselves to me? What core wounds revealed themselves to me? What patterns that I have or beliefs about myself or others or men or women or love or relationships revealed themselves, right? So this is not like a why did I attract each other kind of sense. We're like, oh, we are neighbors and saw each other all the time. I'm like, no, you, you, you do need to dig a little bit deeper. Like what were the things that that person or that relationship brought up in you that you are now aware of and you now have the opportunity to heal. I believe that when you do this, you can find acceptance for the relationship, what happened and how it ended. Now, to be clear, I'm not talking about finding gratitude. I think a lot of times um, in this space, especially the more spiritual dating advice kind of space, sometimes you know, other coaches or healers or whatever can talk about finding gratitude for your exes. And to me, that feels like a little bit of a hard pill to swallow. Now, listen, if that resonates for you and you genuinely feel gratitude for your ex because you learned so much and they helped you become the person that you are today, even if they didn't mean to or have any intention or whatever, that's great. You do you if that works. But a lot of times people have had really awful breakups or really traumatic experiences in a relationship. And like to have someone tell you, oh, you should just be grateful that you learned all this, like fuck off. You know what I mean? Um, So again, if the gratitude thing works for you, then then great, you know, run with it. But don't feel like you have to find a place of gratitude. And that equals like the high road or how you really know you're over your ex. You want to find acceptance because the truth is, is like, what else are you going to do? It happened. You can't change it. And so by not accepting it, you're resisting it. And when something resists, it persists. It keeps eating away at you. You make fear-based decisions based on what has previously happened. Like all sorts of things can happen when you resist your old relationship or how it ended or what happened or that they're in a new relationship now or whatever it is. When you can find acceptance for what happened. like and, and by the way, when I say acceptance, that does not mean you have to like it, right? Just like with gratitude, you don't have to like it. Acceptance has nothing to do with liking or disliking something, right? And in fact, you can like something and accept it and you can dislike something and accept it. For example, my husband is really into fantasy football, freaking hate it, but I accept it, right? <laughs> um, I accept that's just what he's going to be doing on his phone all the time in football season. And you know what is what it is. The more I fight against it, the more it just creates arguments. And in fact, he has really good time and he wins all the time. And so, you know, when he wins money, he can take me out on dates, which is fun. And he gets to connect with his his buddies that he doesn't necessarily live with anymore or near anymore. And so whatever, you know, good on him. It's fun for him. So I accept it. 
right? So you can have that kind of attitude. You don't have to like it. You can wish something had happened differently or played out differently, but you do need to accept it because then when you accept it, then you can really run with the soul lessons. And from there, when you get to that place, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what your ex is doing right now. It's irrelevant to where you are in your life, whether that's being single or in a new relationship or married or divorced or whatever it is. What is going on with your ex does not matter when you've truly reached a place of acceptance and are able to take the soul lessons that you that you learned that you got from those relationships and run with it. So I know that's not really a quick and easy process. When I talked about the comparison and the jealousy earlier on in this episode, obviously I had some more quick fix, not really quick fix. However, you know, doing inner child work will increase self-esteem and self-confidence and self-worth. And I do think that makes comparison and jealousy a lot easier to manage and also just not as common because again, you've done some of the inner work. And so what other people are doing doesn't really like affect you as, as much. And it's easier to just be happy for them as opposed to like, Oh, why don't I have that? You know what I mean? So there certainly is a longer term strategy, I guess you could say to dealing with a lot of comparison and jealousy in your life. But when it comes to wanting to stop thinking about your ex being happy, I really do believe that it's mostly a long-term strategy. Um, Of course, there probably are some quicker, short-term things that you can do to distract yourself or to redirect the thoughts. You might even be able to employ some of the comparison or jealousy tools as it relates to however you might be feeling towards your ex. But I do believe that if you have a hard time not ruminating about your ex and what they're doing or who they're with or their new relationship, I really, really do believe it is worth doing this second phase of getting over an ex um, because one, it'll just save you so much sanity from not ruminating over your ex anymore, but also it really will help you to move forward in your love life. I can't tell you how many times I've worked with clients where they didn't come to me necessarily because they were trying to get over an ex and were heartbroken. They were actually actively dating and even in new relationships. And what we realized, or actually I should say what I helped them realize, is that part of what was making their new or current relationship so difficult or what was holding them back is that they were actually taking fear-based actions based on something that happened with their ex. It had nothing to do with the new person that they were dating. And this is actually how patterns repeat or how you just kind of miss each other, right? Not missing you and your ex, but like missing you, like you and your new partner, you just miss each other and that you don't really communicate well, or you don't really feel it with each other because there's some part of you that's holding back because you didn't do the work to really find the soul lessons and move on from your ex. And so if that resonates and you want me to help you do this, this is, this is my jam. I love doing this work with clients. I'm very well aware that you might be thinking, well, I don't want to get back together with my ex anymore. Like I don't feel sad or mad. It's just, it's still affecting me. Otherwise I, I get it, right? I get it. Most of my clients, again, come to me, not when they're in that acute stage of getting over an ex. Again, there's not a lot to do there other than to just, again, kind of feel your feelings and work through it and let them and let the feelings just do their thing. And so I'm not suggesting that you're not over your ex in the sense that you want to get back together with them or that you would take them back. I know that for the most of you listening to this, that's not really the case. Um, However, 
if you know you're still taking fear-based decisions. What I mean by that is you're holding back how you feel because last time, you know, you, you shared how you felt and then they just disappeared on you or whatever. Um, well, that was your ex and that may or may not be the situation right now. And you want to take a more intuitive based approach. Like, okay, how do I feel? What are the vibes that I'm getting? And what do, what do I want to share? How do I want to be vulnerable or not in the situation that's based on the situation you're in versus trying to prevent a previous situation that you're in? And that is a surefire way to be honestly emotionally unavailable which again, just I don't have to, you know, uh, go into it, but you can see how that then can perpetuate the cycle of being in relationships with other emotionally unavailable people and just perpetuating patterns and cycles, etc, etc. Okay, so long story short, if you want me to help you with this, I would love to do this in the new year or whenever you're listening to this episode, whenever you're listening, all you have to do to get the ball rolling is go to veronicagrant.com forward slash coaching. And there is a form there, you can also see some testimonials and some information about working with me. You fill that form out. When you submit it, it'll forward you to my calendar where you can then book your intro call with me. And like I said, at the top of the episode, I start two to three new clients a month, just depending on my own schedule and things going on in the business. So just get the ball rolling if you are interested. And I know a lot of times it's easy to listen to a show like this or an episode like this and think that I'm talking to everyone else but you. (laughs) Uh, But I'm talking to you. Um, So if you've been listening to the show for a while and have been kind of considering it or maybe even didn't consider it, but why not you, right? Why couldn't I help you like I've helped all my other clients, right? So I want you to ask yourself that. And if the intuition is tugging, I would love to chat. Again, the link is veronicagrant.com forward slash coaching. All right, my dears, I've got a brand new episode for you next week. I'm super excited. It is a, is on the four stages of healing. And I think you're really going to love it, especially if you feel really frustrated because you've been doing a lot of the work, but you're not exactly where you want to be in your life. Um, I think it'll be very, very illuminating to you. All right. Talk soon. One more thing. You may be wondering, but Veronica, how do I start doing the deep work? I'm ready to make a shift. If that's you, I recommend you start with my totally free workshop, Five Steps to Ending Overwhelm and Anxiety in Dating. The good news is that you don't have to do all the things to find love. This workshop will walk you through the five big shifts that'll give you the biggest bang for your buck. You'll learn a step-by-step game plan to finally get unstuck and unblocked in love and end the cycle of dead-end relationships. You'll learn the number one reason most highly successful, motivated, and ambitious women struggle in love and what you can do to make sure it doesn't happen to you. You'll learn how to figure out the real reason you're attracting partners who aren't emotionally available or toxic or just simply not on your intellectual or emotional level. And you'll also learn the single most effective way to tap into the inner confidence you feel in your career and elsewhere in your life so that it'll carry over into your love life. And of course, a lot more. If you're ready to shift things in your life, I seriously can't wait for you to get your hands on this. Head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash workshop to sign up. Thank you so much for listening to the Love Life Connection podcast. If you're looking for links or resources mentioned in the show, you can find the show notes to this episode and all previous episodes at veronicagrant.com forward slash podcast. And if you love this episode, please subscribe and take a moment to rate and review the show. It really helps. I'll see you next week for a brand new episode of the Love Life Connection podcast. And until then, sending you lots of love.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.